negative. <laughs> and good morning. <clears throat> what is going down, my friends? Yes, it's your friend, Dr. Drill. Awoken from my slumber. Cleaned up. Heading down to the Gwynedd Mercy University to save the scholastic day. Eh? Covering friggin' musculoskeletal system. You know, when I jump out onto Allentown Road, or the Allentown Road, as it's often called, it's a nice little country road meandering up Telford, Pennsylvania, and beyond. You gotta fucking accelerate. It's like an indie car race or something like that. You better jump out in the traffic quick or you're gonna get creamed. Good thing I got 5.7 liters of power, eight cylinders, positive traction. <clears throat> I don't know whether I have positive traction, but I'd like to, if I didn't have it, I would want it. So, so out I went. Got this fiddling back of me. It's like some fucking country pumpkin in a pickup truck. I was like, you heard me. Okay. There's Pecker Liquor. What's he up to now? Detour, huh? Detour? I'm going fucking straight, bitches. Some folks don't know what the hell they're doing. We're doing some major construction work over here. All right. So... Another quick observation. I've been looking at that mattress. There's been a discarded mattress. Some fucking... It's been there for a year or more, at least. Somebody threw it out the back of their truck and left it on the side of the road. Along Allentown Road here. I think it's ridiculous. It's not... If it was next to my house, I would have grabbed it put it in the trash at some point, burned it. I understand during the COVID cooties and nobody wanted to touch anything, let alone trash. But um, take this fucking unsightly mattress sitting just beyond the guardrail. Throw it out. Burn it. I burn it in my burn pit. And it would be no more. So today is uh, the 14th, I'm going to say, of October 2021. It's a beautiful beginning of a new day. Another opportunity to fucking put together a high score. There's all these landscape types going into their job over there. 
forget, the, I don't even know the name of that landscape company. I've been past it a million times. I'd know it if I saw it well, from a list. All those good old boys going into work, heading out, doing jobs, finishing up the season, cutting their last lawns before the cold weather puts them out of business for a while. The 14th of October, it's a Thursday. I do feel a bit of a sense of relief because it's Thursday. We're approaching the end of the week. I love my work, but there's an end in sight. That's freaking really important. I'm uh, going to abbreviate a day today. I'm heading down to freaking Gwynedd. I'm going to teach them about the muscular system, which uh, is quite involved. And their exam is going to be Thursday of next week. <clears throat> so I, we're just coming back from fall break. They had Monday and Tuesday off, so you know they got nasty, and a freaking fraction of them devoted that time to actually studying, which. Eh, their prerogative. So I have to be clear and concise today and deliver them the wisdom, the gospel on the musculoskeletal system, which is my forte anyway. So we're going to knock this shit out. No problem. Sure is a beautiful morning, and on the on the corner here we got political signs, some sort of I don't know what election primary, obviously not midterm, local, obviously reelect these dicks, flysick. Wrong, Flysick, Landis, Nelson. I know at least one of them. And don't like the guy. They definitely represent the conservative candidates for the school board in Saturday. So it's interesting up here in the country, which I, again, you can't blame folks for wanting things to stay the same. They're not looking for progress or sensitivity or, you know, newfound um, social parameters. You know, they're not looking to claim those. They want things to stay as they are. They want their kids to stay in school as bad as the pandemic gets. Which we've talked ad nauseum about the pandemic, right? It's so crazy. We've been in so long, it almost feels like there's not a pandemic. Every day, you hear, from, hear about somebody tested positive. One of my students reported a positive test yesterday. I don't know what am I going to do about the exam. I don't know. Please give me all the information I need for all the things I need to make up. I will.
so it persists the pandemic burns on heretofore remain unscathed doing all the right things doing my best Let's shift gears here. I have three uh, subject matter that I'd like to talk about tonight. First, I'd like to talk about my friend Felipe's tribute to his father and Mike and the Mechanics via a Mike Mike and the Mechanics song in the living years. Next, I'd like to talk about human resources and compassion. Third, I'd like to talk about The Walking Dead. Alright, so my buddy Felipe. I love this guy. He's a good man. I was talking to him yesterday. and The song, uh, you know, we were, he said, uh, today is the 40th anniversary of my father's death. I said, what? I said, really? You know? I will, you know, love and respect to you, man. How do you feel about this? Uh, well, were you and your father close? Are you very much like him? Or, you know, tell me about him. Forty years ago, his father died. It was the anniversary of his death. I said, what? Kind of an odd thing to say. And so I said, so I asked, are you, were you close with him? What, um, you know, what wisdom can we take away from this? You know, my condolences, this guy fucking motoring. Um, he said, no, he didn't get, he goes, we don't, I didn't get along with him. We, uh, we always fighting, fighting, we're always fighting, me and my father, we never got along. I like the song by the, you said, I like the mechanics, that's why I like the mechanics. I said, what? Uh, he's a very mechanical guy, fix things, works machinery, and likes to do woodwork, and has all these tools and stuff. So I said, oh, yeah, you got into mechanics that way. You understand the man's um, Hispanic, I believe, Mexican in origin. <laughs> Citizen and everything. Now, for has been for a very long time. Raised a family here. I know and love all good people. So then he says, living, living jeers. So you're talking about Mike and the Mechanics, man. The song from the Mechanics. Is it, is it, yeah, live, the living years. I wish I could have told him in the living years. Say it loud. Say it clear. Oh, say it clear. You can listen as well as you 
<clears throat> no, I'll do that again. Say, say it loud. Oh, say it loud. Say it clear. Oh, say it clear. You can listen as well as you hear. It's too late. You know it's too late. When you die, oh, when we die, da da dee, we don't see eye to eye. They say, like, during the living years, we didn't get along. Now you're dead, and I wish that I had you to talk to. Guy talking about his father, I believe. So, sure as shit, Felipe was talking about his dad. Sorry for that horrendous singing. I'm capable of more than that, of better than that. The problem is uh, it's early. You can hear there's still a little bit of a sleep in my voice. Probably some loogies in there. It's good for me to get it out before I stand in front of my students. Say it loud. Oh, say it loud. Say it clear. So, he's sure as shit he's talking about Mike and the Mechanics song In the Living Years What a wonderful song Everybody loves that song You know Uh, Hopefully you could recognize it Through my baritone voice So he goes on to explain how him and his father They never got along They were always fighting And he wished he had an opportunity Wish he would have told them In the Living Years how he felt, and and isn't that interesting? Isn't that just like human beings, that we have regrets once people are gone, we can no longer talk to them and explain how we feel. So make sure you tell people how you feel in the living years. There's my padiddle guy. Father of an Eagle Scout, son of a bitch. So, uh, so that was very interesting talking to Felipe about that. This guy is such a sweetheart of a man, and I know he's got a lot. I could probably talk to him for hours. So that was that was a little tribute. So I I called out to Alexa and I said, "Hey, play Mike and the Mechanics in the Living Years," and Emily, the front desk, said. Oh, I love that song, you know. And if you don't give up and don't give in, it may just be okay. Say it. Say it, say it. Say it, say it, say it loud. Say it clear. Oh, say it clear. (laughs) Um... So that's the first story. The second is about compassion. I got my friend, she lives the HR life. She's been in that line of work for a very long time and been doing a very good job, I believe. Um, 
So, of course, in HR, human resources, it's our task to try to bridge the gap between the employer and the employee. Make sure we have a safe, uh, law-abiding, pleasant work environment so that the company can do their job and make money and the employees can be able to produce and make a fair wage in exchange. Problem is right now there's a lot of um, there's a lot of there's a worker shortage out there for whatever reason. People still haven't gone back to work. You fucking lazy asses out of the house. Off unemployment, get to work. You really have your pick of job opportunities, right? So, so she a friend in HR life, living the HR life, she says, you know, there's a lot of these companies that are, they're offering top dollar to qualified people and even less than qualified people, you know, and there's a lot of turnover in companies and the morale is poor and while the companies are willing to ante up all this pay when they lose people a lot of the time for whatever reason. So she... Her job, her task is to then find a way to retain employees, make sure everybody is happy, make sure that the, you know, the, that that relationship between employer and employee is going well. So one of the things she says right now is that morale is poor a lot of the time and people are so stressed due to everything that I have talked about you know, having to do with the pandemic and just how we've been at each other's throats in the workplace imagine you got hundreds of employees or thousands of employees you have to manage these people and they're probably don't like their job, and they probably don't like one another, they're unhappy, and so they're going to make other people unhappy, that's, that's the way it goes, right, so she's teaching, trying to foster an environment of compassion, <clears throat> pleading with employees and trying to um, remind them how important it is to just be kind and try to understand where other people are coming from. You know, whatever the, you know, everybody's got our realities, our, our stresses of the day and the week and the things that are going on at work and at home, the challenges that we have. And as I have been saying, challenges are myriad, man. I mean, there's some people... Gosh, I run into people who got all kinds of freaking issues. You know, you think that you got a bet, you're having a bad day, and then somebody tells you, somebody told me, somebody yesterday was telling me somebody had some terrible diagnosis, or somebody's got COVID, or somebody has gone insane. Christ, I know somebody who's gone insane and is <clears throat> apparently has gone insane 
and is giving up family life for some social media love. Some person they found on social media and is risking it all flying you know to flying into cities and making rendezvous sleeping in hotels trying to connect with someone they've never met but online and trying to kindle some relationship with an absolute stranger while the family remains, you know, here in PA and wonders, shit, you know, mommy ever coming home? I mean, this is real stuff. This this is stuff that, uh, that occurs out there. People are so fucking stressed out. Somebody's sick. Somebody's going insane. A buddy yesterday came in and said he did like a rescue. Went to a guy's house. The guy hadn't eaten in 20 days or something like that. He's an alcoholic. Terrible. You know, I'm just pointing out. Everybody's got their own things, stories that they can point out. But damn, it's pretty freaking crazy out there. Yes, yes. Hell yeah, it is. You know, I'm privy to a lot of these things, given that my job is to help people run across all kinds of folks and tell me things. Like a hairdresser or something. I don't know. I love everyone. I want to help everyone. I don't want to see anybody endure any unnecessary hardship. Certainly seems a lot of it out there waiting for people. I think three quarters of it is their own doing. Honestly. Just complicated human condition. People just making trouble. And being frayed and fractured, pulled apart by how complex our society is and and what we've kind of become. I feel like when things get so stressful, people kind of lose their, at some point there's a breaking point, you know, and they just, they don't know what to do anymore. So I see a lot of that out there happening. A lot of people stressed the fuck out. A lot of loss. A lot of struggle. A lot of strife. A lot of confusion. I think that if we really started to be compassionate, like my friend from HR was talking about, we really understood that and tried to put that to work. If she could communicate that to however many workers she's representing in a meaningful way, something that comes from the heart, and said, listen, for everybody's health and well-being, 
let's let's keep a positive workplace here environment help let me know how I can help do that you know want you guys to be satisfied here we want you to enjoy coming to work we want to make sure that we're fair to you we want to give you an opportunity to, to do your best work for us company's successful you're successful no drama here let's rock and roll you know what I mean so I talked to her a little bit about my background in like motivating people it's interesting as Dr. Drill you know it's been years since I did stuff like this but I used to do school assemblies or I would do corporate motivation sessions. Went into uh, probably a couple dozen different workplaces. I went into Merck. I went into I said school districts, uh, Wine and Spirits. That's an organization, believe it or not. People who run Wine and Spirits. Everybody looking at their phones here. Walking their dogs, looking at their phones. It's their prerogative. All kinds of shit, man. I've done all kinds of interactions with in the corporate setting. And it ain't easy to motivate people. Roman Haas, I went into Roman Haas. And, uh, what's that other company there? ColorCon. Did a stay fit while you sit, motivate these fuckers. They know it's, it's, it's far beyond just seated exercise, right? It was always about getting people riled up, getting people motivated, connecting them, making them feel like, wow, this is, you know, this is pretty cool. Thanks for coming out. I enjoyed that. You know, hey, I like your message. It was great because as just some exercise guy, I could come in, wear my camouflage or whatever and do my thing and say what I'm going to say and just leave. So I don't have to sit in a cubicle after that. But I left them with some energy. I think that's the most important thing. There's definitely an energy out there that animates us. And that can connect us. And if we maintain that frequency, you know, that motivation, we find it and keep it, then we'll stay on track. Music can do that as well. Makes me think of that uh, book I'm listening to on Audible with Alan Watts. He said something yesterday about how an artist can figure out how to... They can produce on demand. You know, it's like a visual artist, a dancer or a comedian or whatever. They can go from just, you know, cold eat my breakfast and then I can walk into a room or go into work or go into a classroom and I can completely transform myself. We all do to a degree. I mean, I really play in this realm. I really... Again, not that it's less than genuine in any of my behavior. It's all me. It's all who I am. I talked to a friend yesterday about how Dr. Drill, um, it was kind of an act, but kind of not. Like, I would tell people, like, it's just a, like a character I play. But it was never 
really much of a stretch. I mean, I am a former Marine. I am this doctor, you know, Dr. Drill. I created it. So it wasn't like I'm imitating anything. I was making, making art. I was using my skill set and uh, the tools that I had, elements of my character that genuinely exist, and some innovation and, and, and using it as leverage to make people feel a certain way. I do that every day. We all kind of do. You know, I could back this into my friend as well, uh, my buddy Milo, talking about how in sales, sales is about how do you phrase it? Mirroring people. He's even going so far as to say if somebody, you know, dresses a certain way, if you'd say, I know. If I looked at a dozen chiropractors and saw some common threads, how they dress, how they act, and what's the best of that, and that's how, how I should dress and act. Well, we know that's not possible, right? It's not something that I would do just to, just to you know, manage patients or have some crazy successful practice. Uh, I got to be me. But he was making a good point. I forget the ty the type of um, interaction I'm thinking about now. What's the science of this? Science of imaging. Is, is that, there's that crossing guard with the fucking full fluorescent yellow outfit. Helmet and gloves and everything, man. Serious shit. Um, so what was he talking about? It's a type of. Remember, I said uh, that there was a there was this technology. Uh, there were books, many many books written on this. It's basically uh, strategies to communicate with people in a way that makes them like you. How do you stand? How, what is your body language? What is your message? You know, if somebody says something, you kind of agree with that. It's kind of like if you're trying to get laid. You're trying to talk to somebody you really wanted to, um, you know, whatever, be boyfriend, girlfriend, or be in this person's good graces, or win them over, have somebody like you, how would you behave? Right. So a lot of times it's nodding of heads, it's smiles, it's uh, subtle touching, touch somebody's hand, body language. It's interesting stuff. Anyway, he was saying that that's how you... That's how you sell things. As he said, it's all about the... It's all about the mighty buck. I don't agree at all. I never have. Uh, in terms of the manipulation. I've never calculate, been like one to calculate how somebody's going to receive me. I just... I do my thing. You know, in an artistic kind of sense, I, I just be myself, and I interact with people, and I ask them questions, and I, I like people, so I think that that's the, the precursor. 
and I am compassionate. If you like people and you treat them well, they tend to like you and treat you well. If you want to transfer that into sales in some way, you can. Communication is key, man. Compassion is key for my friend with the HR life. Reflection is key for my buddy Felipe. I'm going to talk to you about The Walking Dead. Really, really good show, my friend. Really, really good. Especially last episode. It must have been episode five, maybe six. Very complex character interaction. Excellent job so far. I've, I've heard that it, you know, after after seven or eight seasons, it jumps the shark. But it's definitely a good show. So we're just starting out there. Me and my girl, Lily, even Mandy, we're enjoying it. And you're watching humans interact under stress. So it's it's applicable. Yes, it's applicable to the these crazy times that we're having right now. Humans are stressed. They're trying to survive. They're out there kind of in the countryside. Hold up near a uh, a quarry that had since filled with water. They're fishing in it. They're getting their water from it. They're washing their clothes. They're not too far outside of Atlanta. All of a sudden, you know, it's like a paradise. They got all the necessities of life. They are abiding, carving out a little bit of civilization for themselves, making runs into the city to try to get supplies find other people to connect with. And the zombies will all of a sudden appear and they're biting people's necks out and stuff like that. Killed a beautiful young lady yesterday. Went into their camp, killed another guy too. He wasn't so nice. He was a wife beater, so I'm glad the zombies got him. So now what do you do? Do you kill the... How do you... These people who just got bitten and killed by zombies, eat partially eaten, they're going to come again. you got to do something with them. Maybe you cut their head off or something. That's terrible. But, I don't know, we got to figure it out. It's not very far-fetched that there's zombies out there. Zombies among us, my friend. Everything I've been talking about, the interaction of human beings, the struggles of life, There are people out there who are still very much human. And even the zombies have a touch of a human being remaining, right? I don't know how you liberate that. It's unclear to me whether or not these zombies, they need to eat. They need brains, is that what they do? Or they're just eating generally. It looks like they're trying to, you know, actually dine on the flesh of a human. Do they need that to survive? And if they don't eat... Are they going to get sick and ultimately too weak to to attack? Interesting to be interesting to look into that. Anyway, I tell you what. Ever since I, you know, I, I shine everything that I experience. I try to spin it into my little artistic web, and um, I see zombies around, man. I could like there are folks who are zombified. Folks that I mentioned um, before that are in various situations. 
They don't have to be bad people. Zombies weren't. They were, they're attacked. They're attacked by some kind of situation. You know, something that dims their bulb. It fucks with them a little bit. Maybe they get sick. Maybe they're under so much stress that they, they, they lose it. Maybe there's some sort of crazy substance abuser or something. I don't know. But there's people out there who are hurting really, really bad. And oh, this is, I'll end with this. I saw a little post on the limited Facebooking I'm doing recently. Hopefully, this guy, security guard, isn't a zombie. Good morning. How you doing today? What's up, man? Good. Thank you. He's not a zombie. That's good. So I saw a little post uh, from one of my high school friends. Still lives in our hometown. We all grew up in beautiful little Pine Barren town. She says something like, uh, I'm ready to move. Getting ready to move. All this crime in town. I guess I don't know what there was. carjacking or something going on. Um, as the cities move closer, you know, it's been happening for decades, okay? People, we moved down, my family moved from North Jersey, just shy of the of New York City, you know, to, for a better life in the Pine Barrens. For a decade or two, we lived there, loved it, and raised, my parents raised our family there. It was great. And then I moved away. Anyway, it starts to, people start to encroach. The city folks start to encroach on this, on the little country area, comparatively uh, rural area, like zombies. They want to go in there, they're, they're looking for their good time. They're looking for to to chill out themselves, a better life for their family, all these things. And who could blame them? But the event, eventual result is that there's not enough room for everybody. People get crowded out. Um, some bad elements come into the sit into the the area, and then you got drugs and crime, which I've known have beset our little pine barren towns. For a long time, and uh, <laughs> my other friend said, commented on the post that their um, her husband noted that he was at the Wawa, like a mile from their house, and they looked like a bunch of zombies in there. And I'll tell you what, man, it's you know crime, zombies, drugs. Whatever, man. There are elements out there you need to be watchful for. So, when I watch The Walking Dead, I do see myself as one of these survivors with various skill sets that I can use to help solve problems and assist the non-zombified group to, uh, to make it, to survive, to fight back. To build some, cobble some kind of civilization out of this chaos that is a zombified world. We all need to do that. Do your part. Figure out what you can do 
Everybody can do something, contribute to be compassionate, right? Like my HR friend, and to remember those that came before us and to honor them and to to not be, um, not have regrets in terms of the things that we might say to people that we love and care about while we're here in the living years. You know, and if you see fucking zombies and you get attacked, you got to get them in the head. I think you got to spear them in the brain somehow. That's the key to survival. All right. Love and respect. We'll talk to you guys later. (laughs)